Tonight on The Six, we are going to debunk the myth of unconditional love. We are joined by the lovely and talented Tallulah Johnson from across the pond. The panel discusses next. The Six starts right now. guys in today guys be sure to like subscribe and share share the video so the message can get out uh, make sure you are commenting to push us up in the algorithm um, and so before we get into today's topic uh, allow me to introduce today's esteemed panel first up it is the man oops sorry about that it is the man the myth the legend we call him the mark Wahlberg of the manosphere it's kevin Sabo. what's going on brother mark Wahlberg. <laughs> marky mark unmute yourself first <laughs> it's Thanks those, for that it's those good vibrations hey i was listening yeah. to uh fresh and fit in the car when you guys were on with aaron clary and yes. the subject comes up about 25 year old guys thinking they can enter the red pill space and i'm thinking oh jesus oh boy Christ. here we go i'm like don't say it and he said it <laughs> well what well, well um, let's go off on a tangent here what do you think of 25 year olds joining the uh the uh, the, the red pill space what do you think about that I'm not trying to join the red pill space. I'm a filmmaker and I just got uh, welcome here because I casted you guys in my films. And I was like, you know what? I could do the discussion, but you know, I'm not trying to come in here and be a men's life coach. I just kind of like give him my uh, two cents here and there. You know what my brother says about the six? What does he say? Ma what makes a lot of sense. He says, if fresh and fit is like the Manosphere's tonight show, then the six is like the sports center of the Manosphere. Uh. And, I was thinking, and I was thinking that's actually a, a true point because the way we don't all get to interrupt each other and we all go one by one and, and give our take, it is like sports center is dope. I do, I do like that comparison. Um, Can I be Howie Long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, I need a gap in my teeth to uh, to be uh, to be Michael Strahan. Uh, next up, it is the it is the ordained unofficially ordained minister of the streets. It's Minister Jeff from the South Side of Chicago. What's going on, brother? <laughs> checking in man church checking in man we ready to rock ready to rock and roll bro yes sir yes sir uh how was your week uh jeff everything good with you um man just a lot of uh man if i was to be truthful it was uh my homie he lost his uh his daughter uh we've been dealing with that uh then i got a lot of things i had to fix in the crib i had a flood it was a whole lot of craziness going on this this week um the funeral actually today i, I didn't want to go see that though but no, I, I got you. It's just, it's, it, you know, Chicago is serious, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, Was there uh, pew pew violence involved? Is that what happened? Or was this just yeah. wrong? Yeah. Oh, man, dude. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, brother. 12 yeah. years old. 12 years old. Oh, my God. That is, in, that is incredible. Um, <clears throat> Well, our condolences uh, to your friend's daughter, man. Um, Hopefully you find some peace in that. Uh, Next up, it is the man who is the reason they call Tony Stark the white hotep Jesus. That hotep Jesus dude. That hotep Jesus dude. Hotep. What's up, man? Shout out to Nasheed. Have you and him buried the hatchet yet? Like, are you cool with him? Or he had a space when those Twitter spaces opened up a couple of weeks ago. I entered, 
And uh, what happened? We what happened up for a, a little while, a okay, little okay. moments, and I invited him on the show, and uh, he seemed uh, reluctant, although his words uh, insinuated otherwise. I, uh, tell so, the truth, he sound flaky as shit. <laughs> he went with that. I heard yeah, that's what shit. it was. <laughs> It sounds like he. It, it he sounds, sounded flaky as shit. Yeah, I was gonna say. It sounds to me like he's kind of a. Um, it's. It sounds to me like he's kind of an online gangster. It is, he caught him. You caught him on live, so he didn't want to. You know, and then he. he you know, he didn't want to. He didn't want to say what he probably wanted to say to you. Yep. It would have gave you some. It gave you some attention. So he, yeah, yeah. Just email me. You know. He was scared. He, he was scared. On you, so. He was scared. I'm gonna see it. That shit was uh, Next up from the same region, <clears throat> it is Coach Everett Overton, the incomparable Coach EO. What's going on, brother? How you doing? <laughs> What's up, guys? Good to be back after a week off, and uh, good to see everybody on the panel. Interesting discussion. Uh, we got here today. Yes. And, uh, hey, don't be nervous to the lady. Uh, she, I think she said she was a little nervous. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Nothing yeah. to be nervous about. Just be. No, 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 we're cool. We Nobody gonna hurt you. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, next up, it is the godfather of the Manosphere himself. It is the great Rolo Tomasi. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> That's the only intro I got. That's the only one I need, actually. Hey, That's a good uh, one. Seen any good podcasts lately? Oh, you know it. You know it. You've been busy this week. Uh, you and I were in Miami. Man. I, you know, and I did not have any intention to do, you know, I started my travel schedule back at the end of November and I ended up in Miami for a while. Then I went to Dallas to go do uh, the blaze with uh, Elijah Schaefer. Then I end up in Houston, Texas doing rebel capitalist. Then I end up back in Miami uh, with you. <laughs> That's right. And doing that mess. And uh, I got invited to do uh, Patrick Bet David, which was last week. Was and awesome. that went off very well. Uh, great numbers on that. But even more so, the. Uh, the connection I made with Adam Sosnick was just fantastic. And ah, good, 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 uh, I, we, there's some other irons in the fire that I'm not going to talk about right now, but uh, this is definitely the year of big moves. So. Okay. All right. Very good. We'd like to hear that from Rolo Tomasi. And last but not least, our female panelist, the lovely and talented Tallulah Johnson, coming to us all the way from across the pond in London, England. Tallulah, how are you today? I'm really well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for making time uh, time for us. Tallulah, as you guys all know, she is a regular panelist of the Not All Women podcast uh, with your boy. We all love the accent. Uh, it's going to add uh, another level to the show. So, <clears throat> and I'll read your Super Jets here shortly. So I'm going to start off with Tallulah. Tallulah, give me your opening salvo, your opening thoughts. I'm going to let you lead off today's conversation. Unconditional love, go. <laughs> <laughs> Had to had to be me. Of course. Uh, so exactly what is the question? Is that a question of um, is a female self-conditional? Is a man self-conditional? Ah, good. So does unconditional love exist for men from women? Do women love unconditionally? No. Okay. And why do you think this? I think it comes like, I've, I'm not only speaking from like a woman's point of view, but I think for males as well, mm -hmm. like I understand that in my relationship, that if I wasn't the way that I am in this relationship, I wouldn't have this relationship with, with the man that I do. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's exactly the same from my side. You know, there were certain aspects about him, which I was attracted to when we first met. 
and that isn't just like any guy you know it had certain things about him that I knew I wanted in a guy okay very good uh Savo unconditional love does it exist for men from women yes or no you know, to be honest with you, it might not be the answer you'd expect, but <clears throat> I think unconditional love can exist. Like you can love someone unconditionally. Now, however, go. no, but hold on. But however, a relationship is made of conditions. So we yep. can't confuse love with the idea of how willing you are to let somebody join your life or join or join lives with them. I mean, like there's ex-girlfriends I could say I still love, but sure. they certainly don't meet my conditions to be in my life. So I, I love <laughs> okay. them from a distance. All right. I guess that could be a brand of unconditional love. No, of. but no, no, but I know what you're getting at. The, the idea in which a, a woman's love comes with conditions and I guess a man's love in, in certain respect too. Um, but more so a woman's, love comes with conditions that you start to fail to meet her conditions that that make you a top qualifier in her mind and her love will will dwindle and, she, and her interest in you will dissipate okay I get that much okay very good excellent jap unconditional love does it exist for men from women yes nope. um nope. never mind there are more <laughs> stupid men than logical <laughs> um, no, no, hear me. I, I understand that makes no, sense. I understand it's funny but really think about think about what I'm saying it takes stupidity to love someone that isn't worth it is you know what I mean like mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. that's doing you wrong to have hopes in the worst to mm -hmm. Um, put up with BS no matter what. I'm still like it takes a level of stupidity to do that. Um, in a lot of these relationships, like for instance, like with a lot of women that I know in my community, they will have unconditional love for the Pookies and the Ray Rays. That's right. Kill dope boys. Kill all the time. Now they will do the world for them, but give the truck driver. The hard time. Ooh. Give the woman the hard time. Uh oh. You know, so there is unconditional love, but you only get that from stupid people. Now, unconditional love for children. Mm. I don't. Oh, now there we go. You almost have to be stupid to do that because wow. if you gave birth to Jeffrey Dahmer, Ooh. you still love Jeffrey <laughs> Dahmer. Shit. It takes a level of stupidity. Okay, all right. So, yes, I do believe in unconditional love if you're stupid. Okay. Wow. Did not expect that. See, this is why we have this diversified panel because <laughs> I did not expect that answer. Rolo, what are your thoughts on unconditional love? Does no, it exist? You know, I'm going to break man? everything down. Let's analytically do it. Here, let's so do let's it. Do it. Um, love is an emotion, first and foremost. So, okay. let's just let's throw that one out there. The reason why you feel love in the first place is conditional because there has to be certain conditions met before you can actually experience that emotion. Bingo. So, whatever it is that is is uh, stimulating that or prompting that is 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 conditional. I mean, just by by nature, nuts and bolts wise, it's it has to be conditional. Now, is there a difference between how men men's concept of love and women's concept of love? Because once you have that established as a as an emotion, then what do you layer on top of that is the complexities, right? Right, so right, right, right. You can love your. I love my dog. I love I love Ned. Ned. <laughs> you know, I love my wife. I love my daughter. I love you know my mother in law. Hell, I love pretty much everybody on this panel sorry Tallulah I, I don't know you well enough just yet but I'm just gonna lay that five fall in love with you too um but it's uh it's you know I I think one of the things that we one big mistake that we make when we talk about love is we think of it in terms of like it being some sort of like 
uh, I don't know, greater thing than, yes. than, a, than a base of motion and right. then, and right. been building, uh, you know, really a lot like this cosmic significance upon it because it's one of the greatest emotions you can feel. Right. I mean, right. it's one of the, we write, you know, songs and we, we lament it when we don't have it and we right. you know rejoice when we have it. So it's definitely one of the most intense emotions that a human being can can experience. So with that in mind, it's like we're of course we're going to make, you know, God is going to be love. And and even from a spiritual sense, it's like, you know, there's still conditions for that love. So, right. Right. So yeah, I don't think that there is, I mean, just from a nuts and bolts perspective, condition that conditionality is something that we 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 have to have as as a because you, you don't just like oh, spontaneously feel it, right? It has to be something, there has to be some criteria met before you can even mm-hmm. In love or even have a friendship with somebody in right. the first place right so there's that and then then last but not least if you've read my book you know what i'm going to say is that men and women have different concepts of love That's right. uh, for men men tend to uh, love idealistically and women love opportunistically and That's don't right. take that in a negative sense a negative connotation i'm saying that there are certain criteria that a man must meet for that woman to invest in that man emotionally to get to the point where she can experience love for him. So there has to be a certain number of like a few, few things on, you know, the burden of performance that guy has to measure up in some way before she will allow herself to have an emotional investment in that man. Men on the other hand, tend to think of love in idealistic terms. We think that it should uh, love should exist just for the sake of love. And the problem between like the most, most of the problems and the disconnects, between men and women is that either one of them believes the other one has a mutually shared concept of love. Okay. So for women, women tend to be like the, the pra- they tend to be the pragmatists pretending mm-hmm. to be romantics. Oh yes. Men tend to be romantics pretending to be pragmatists. Wow, yes, and yes, so yes. I, if I think that love is one way and she thinks love is another way, then I'm presuming that her definition or concept of love is my idealistic concept of love. And then on the opposite side, it's that, you know, women are like, you know, hey, he better know that this is what I need from him. My needs have to be met for me to be in love with him. Ergo, it is it is an opportunistic. And again, I mean that in the nicest possible. OK, very good. All right. Uh, Hotep, uh, unconditional love. Does it exist for men from women? Yes, no. Or is there another answer? I was good to say popping women trash, especially uh, uh, Western women. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Western women are straight up trash. All right. Let's just start right there. Um, Western women are. A grenade. <laughs> <laughs> grenade. Yes, sir. Also, we, you know, when we talk about this whole thing about um, <laughs> conditional love, right? Right. It's levels. Okay. Okay. It's levels. Not everybody has the same conditions. Somebody who a certain class has a certain set of conditions and somebody who's in another class has another set of conditions. Okay. Okay. So that's everything is going to be conditional. It just matters like how many conditions do you have and how stringent are you to hold yourself to those conditions? Okay. Now, women do not have the capacity to love. Right. Okay. Say that. Uh They do not have the capacity to love. What they have is the capacity to create a movie in their head. Okay. A Cinderella story that mm-hmm. they fall in love with. They fall yeah. with the idea mm. of something. Okay? They don't actually fall in love with the man. They fall in love with a lifestyle. Woo! Uh-oh. Here we they go. They fall in Here love we go. with a roller coaster of emotions. They need to feel the ups and the downs. If you give her no downs, she can feel no ups. If she wow. feels no downs, she will create downs just to fill the ups. Mm. Women don't love anything. 
I, I barely, I, I hardly think they even love their children half the time. They wow. Don't. I've been what? preaching that for years. Wow. Women, women are predators. And I don't mean that in, you know, the rapey form of the word. I mean that in the very carnal sense of the word. Okay, I got you. You've got to be careful while around women because they always on the hunt. So when a woman tells you she loves you, she's not saying she loves you. What she's saying is, I love what you do for me. Okay. And how you make me feel. Okay? Wow. Yeah, that's first and foremost. And oh, you are wait, replaceable. You that's are right. replaceable. Um, as for men, well, men are the reason why women have become trash in the Western world. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right? Men have spoiled women. Men have lowered their standards. Simping has turned women into pimping. Thank you. <laughs> Let's give and them I two. Digress. Wow. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, hotel. You gotta say this one thing. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Then we'll go I hotel or uh, EO. Week, I got. I got nothing but hell. I had to fall back because the the the, the tricks and the simps were attacking me. I did a whole week of of just talking about. How tricking has made these women have an elevated sense of confidence, has made them unruly because they know at the end of the day, someone's going to pay. And at the end of the day, you still going to pay. God damn right. Because you're going to put up with us shit and then pay her at the end of the day. So the buying pussy, <laughs> the buying trips, everything. When I talked about, oh my God, it's, it's all lining up. Today's going to be a very holy day. Oh, yes. It's all yes. lining up today. It is very, very. Oh, Tep, I didn't pin you as the one to make this conversation controversial off that. Uh, you, know, you know how that goes. It's because you got this nice melodic way of putting things. Yeah, he's the calmest. He's the calmest. Yeah, he sounded a lot like me there. Oh, I was like, hold on, we switch roles today. Yeah, it's got, it's got a it's got a rhythm today. to it usually. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna go EO, and then Tallulah's got something to add. EO, unconditional love. Go. Yeah, man. I mean, everybody is a hundred percent correct. I love Hotep's take on that, especially. Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, one time, a girl told me she loved me. A lot of women told me they love. She loved me, but one time, this woman was sitting on my couch, and I only knew. I think I knew her for four weeks, something like that. And she's uh -oh. like, you know, I love you. And I said, uh, No, you don't. I said, this is what you love. You love who you are allowed to be when with me. Whoa. Holy okay? shit. Oh, and wow. I don't truly believe that Holy anyone moly. loves anyone. I, I, I will say men and women both don't love anybody. Who okay. you love is who you are being in that moment and, and who you are either allowed to be. And that could be egoic love. That could be spiritual love. Hey, you know, there's different forms of love. You can sit on a meditation mat and light sage and, and now you're, you're a spiritual lover. Um, I will also say this. So I, I don't think anyone truly loves anyone outside of themselves. I think every person is self-serving. And so when you say you love someone, you actually are pointing that love back at yourself. You're saying that I love okay. the conditions here. I love who I'm allowed to be. Uh, so I don't think anyone truly loves. Um, I think you love the as as uh, Hotep said, the idea. You know, these are it, it, it kind of goes in both on both sides, men and women both. I will tell you that the, uh, a moment in my life where I've I've kind of looked at where is the freest moment in life where people are very free of conditions. And that's usually a one night stand or on vacation. So if you okay. look at people who have one night stands, there's not a lot of restrictions, not a lot of boundaries, not a lot of contracts. It's like, yo, I want to fuck. Do you? Yeah, you're fine enough. I'll bang you out real quick. And you take her in a hotel room or wherever you bang her out. There's not a lot of conditions there. Okay, but anytime that you want to continue that one thing, now boundaries have to come into play. Management has to come into play, which is is essentially conditioned. So, uh, uh, to so in summary, no one loves anybody. Who you truly love is yourself. 
uh, and you're just projecting that outside of you. Uh, it's it's kind of a coping mechanism to tell people you love them. Who you wow. really love is yourself. And then the second thing is, is that the truest form of freedom that most people exhibit is when they're having short-term love affairs. Yes. It's not when you get into a relationship. Yes. Yes. Wow. Uh, Tallulah, you said you had something to add. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Um, it's just some pretty much like what everyone's been saying here is like, you know, all this like love conditionally and things like that. And one of you mentioned that, you know, if it's not, if it's, if it's not going to be that guy, like someone's going to pay and all of those things for me personally, and this is just my personal story. I have never, ever, ever been in a relationship with a guy that I do not generally love. Okay. And yes, I agree with the fact that love is conditional. If I really think about it, like my partner, I love with all my heart. That's what I think. But actually, it ha- there, there was something for me to fall in love with. with him. Okay. Okay. So, for example, like... Why you love him? I would challenge that there was something through him that you were able to love yourself. I would also challenge uh, if you I were able to love yourself through change. him. All right. One at a time, guys. One at a time. Okay. Yeah, uh, I want to know why she loves him. Okay. Go ahead, Tallulah. Um, okay, so when I met him, like, I sensed straight away that when it was kind of like a friend of a friend, how we met, and he, the way he was behaving in the particular place that we were, like, it's, every single guy was looking up to him, and that was really, really attractive to me, and obviously, I just, in that moment, I just thought, oh, I really, really like that guy, um i don't know what it is i really want to talk to him but it was because he had there was some sort of status to begin with right now that is not completely why i'm with him yes he's successful yes he has status they're all great things but i love him for him Mm. now that i've got to know him but he had to have those things first yeah that's a lie for me no hang hang on hang on hang on those things he had to have those things first for me to actually fall in love with him. Right. So That's what I'm true. saying is he had he had some kind of power, he had some kind of status, he had money, he was successful, other guys like really looked up to him, but that's what got me interested in him and then the love came. But I don't know if the love would have come it wouldn't have. No, of course not. If he didn't not. have all those attractive things to me, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have noticed him. Perhaps. I think. I think we as well. There you go. I think that. I think we all have whatever it's called, and I think that's what we call the feeling that we feel for someone. We call it love, but the definition of love clearly varies from person to person. Um, I I love Dev, but but who knows what the what 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 my definition of love is? I do believe that Tallulah loves her boyfriend, the guy she's in a relationship with, because her face lights up the screen. Now there might be people on this panel that call that something else, or maybe they don't think that whatever it is that you call it, she has she has feelings for this guy that she doesn't have feelings for anyone else currently. I think that's probably the closest universal definition of love there is, whatever we call it. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. Uh, who yo, is why, you say, why you say she lying? Yo? Well, well I, I shouldn't have said that. I, I mean, that is kind of rude. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize for calling to say that was a lie. Here, she's, she's, she's not lying. She's she misunderstanding. Yes, and, and that's true. So, so what I mean is, when she looked at him in that moment, what she saw is 
her own popularity of being with him like how i'm gonna feel that fucking with this jesus dude, dude. okay and so it all comes back to self uh self-love self-value yep uh that self-service all of this everything you do comes back to how you're gonna feel doing that one thing and so, i'll tell you so something think, oh, yeah and i'll so, tell you something so else that doesn't make us him, oh, so when she saw him she was thinking okay if i get this dude women will be jealous of me women yep. will be jealous of us that's what you were really thinking it had nothing to do with that motherfucker well I'll, I I'll, think that I, go ahead. hold on jeff go yeah, ahead Tolula. go ahead sure um yeah i would agree to a certain extent with that that you know when i i will say that even just in my guy's presence that where he is confident and perhaps I'm not as confident that he, being around him gives me confidence. Complimentary. Which is self-love, which is self-love. Yeah. So he, he almost like elevates me without even realizing. Yeah. Yeah. Complimentary. And so I do, I do agree with what you've said there. That mm -hmm. doesn't, and exactly when I met him, I thought, oh my gosh, like imagine a life with him. And I was straight in there because yeah. he was. Women, women marry. I said this on Fresh and Fit. Women don't marry a man. They marry a lifestyle. lifestyle. Yep. That's all right. That's what you have to do. Um, now, before Jap goes, um, I will, uh, I'll also say this. I'll go after Jap too. Though. Okay. All right. Very good. So, um, okay. So men, we love, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, not opportunists. We love ideally, Idealist. and women all love opportunistically. We've said on this program many, many times again, yes, women are hypergamous. That does not make them bad people. Yes, women like guys who are who are six feet tall and confident and six-pack abs. That does, that does not make them bad people. Where men decide to try to make women bad people for liking what they like is when they don't fit the bill themselves. Oh, she only goes for, for rich, tall, successful guys. Well, every woman goes for that. That does not make women bad. Um, and it, does, it doesn't make men bad that we like young, attractive, or young and attractive mm -hmm. women. It's just who we are as people. So I want people, I want people in the audience to know and understand that, hey, we understand female nature. This does not make them bad or evil people. Yes, when we all go after somebody, there is a little bit of self-service involved, but by the same token, this is who we are. That doesn't make us I don't and I don't I'm not saying that EO was implying that Tallulah was a bad person for going after no, no, her. Not guy. At all. And, and, and of course I do not. want to say I, I hope I didn't come off disrespectful. It was more I, so at the talking point that I was trying to illustrate, not her. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Jack, I want to ask you something real quick. Can I ask hey, you something? Up? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, just real quick. Like this, I'm, I'm loving this concept, and I, I just want to ask. So, would you say that if a woman is displeased with a man, the way it, the reaction it naturally triggers in her to then act out and do stupid shit, maybe is causing her to become somebody that she dislikes, which there is like go. the opposite. Which is like the opposite of what you're talking about. Whereas if she feels like she can be something within his framework, that that's how she knows she loves him because she's loving herself the way what she's the behavior she's bringing out of uh, he's he's bringing out of her. What do you think, Gio? That's ex that's exactly right. Uh, women need inner war. Uh, so they're going to pick the perfect storm. They're going to pick somebody who brings them peace, but while simultaneously she knows that he can, you know, fuck everything up if need be. So women need inner war, which is why I said that you have to introduce positive drama to the relationship because if she has smooth, smoothing, uh, smooth sailing too long, uh, she'll find a way to fuck it up herself. And so, so yes, uh, to that point, true. And then there's a comment here, like even you know, parents unconditionally love you, and that's bullshit. Also, yeah. they only love you yeah, because they that. carried you, and, and you came out that you came out of their body. Uh, that's the only reason why they love you. It's, okay. it's uh, self-centered. Yeah. Uh, Have Jap you said this in a video? Because that's great. Ken All right. All right. So uh, we're going Jap then Rolla. Go ahead. The conversation is kind of drifting away from the actual topic. 
unconditional love is specific. Oh. So when conditions change, and that's why I wanted to challenge, challenge her, like what a lot of women say, yeah, I love you. Okay, when the conditions change, if he kicks your ass, if he, if he fucks your friend, is the love unconditional? If he, you know. Well, wait a minute. She says she loves her guy, but she did not say that her, that her no, love for her I'm guy saying, is unconditional. Because we're just vaguely talking about. Well, what love. if he falls love. off? Well, exactly. Well, I think she'll I, admit. I, I, yeah, I'm not yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. The conditions that she set forth made her love him. She had conditions and he met those. He met the criteria. Right. That's why she loves him. Right. Now, when things change, he either gets overweight, you know, he starts balding, he, you know, um, he might lose a job. He may not give you what you fell in love with and the conditions change. Unconditional love is specific. I don't think it's possible because no, it's not. Conditions change, and we're not going to be in love with people no more. Like we love kids because they're kids, and they meet the expectation of what kids are. When they <laughs> become adults, kids and 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 parents can fall out, and they may not yeah. speak forever. Yeah, because they're like, man, fuck my kids. You know, people people do that because. <laughs> Tommy's book. <laughs> if your kid was on coke, heroin, and stole from you, you know what I'm saying? Raped a bunch of people, did something that's always in jail, made you lose your house, you'll say, fuck your kids. You don't love that kid. You never want to see him again. So it's an illusion. It's, it's just a word that sounds good and it's fairy tale la la land. Love is a condition that has to be met at all times for you to stay in that euphoria. But if you if if things change, like it'd be hard for me to meet a woman that I man, I'm loving what I'm loving it right now. But if she gets morbidly obese, well, of course, right, right, she's gone, she's out. And listen, <laughs> and before Rolo goes, I'll go ahead and I can speak for Dev right now. If the conditions change, if I lose my drive to succeed, if I gain weight, now balding is something that I can't control. But gaining weight is something I can control. Keeping my drive, Devin has to be out the door. She has to be. If there were really such thing as unconditional love, the best genes would be would be bred out of existence within a matter of just a couple of generations. There have to be, and women, when they have sex, when they when they when they commit to someone, they're risking far more biologically and physical physiologically speaking than men are. So they have to be more selective. So I want to make clear that hey, if 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 I lose my edge and drive to succeed, Devin is fucking gone. And she should be gone. It's the same with Tallulah and her guy. If her guy were to all of a sudden fall off, no, she would clearly not feel the same uh, mm. about him. Uh, Rolo, what do you got? When we have these fan, like the the whole reason we're even talking about unconditional love or that it's even a topic is simply because we're like trapped in this romantic ideal that it shouldn't matter no matter what, come hell or high water, right? Yeah. In sickness and in health, yes. and, and richer for poor, for better or worse, forsaking all others. I mean, think of all the like the traditional marriage vows. All of those are conditions that are like okay i don't care if you i don't care if you get cancer i don't care if you're poor i don't care if you lose your job i don't care if, no matter what like it's, it's supposed to be this so the vows are basically this insurance policy but what insurance against what insurance against the conditions that would otherwise prompt me to leave your broke ass that's what it would be 
And I think that when we're talking about the concepts of love between men and women, like I would say, like uh, 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 Tallulah here was was talking about, like, you know, the things that made her sort of fall in love with that guy are exactly what I just said. It was it's uh, it's about opportunism. And again, like you were saying before, uh, uh, Donovan, it's not that it's bad or it's good. It just is. That's yes. just the concept. And they have to because women are hypergamous. They're looking for the best. I mean, it's a survival instinct. Yes. i got to look for somebody who is the best genetic specimen I can get with and the guy who is the best prospect for long-term security, parental investment, protection, and provisioning. Okay, So th uh, that, of course, is going to affect their mating strategy, and it's also going to affect women's concept of love. So as I said before, women, when it comes to opportunist, opportunism and seeing a guy, they want the best. They want a better than merited, a better than deserved situation according to like their sexual market value versus a guy's okay. sexual market okay. value. And that's why women have higher standards for men. They have more standards for men. They have more. They have a, a you know what uh, Royce used to call it the four hundred and thirty six bullet point checklist. <laughs> and you know he's got to be good looking. Got to love his mom. He's got to want kids. He's got to like puppy dogs. He's got you know all these all these things down the line. And then for men, it's primarily she's got to be hot and she's got to be available, right? Yes. But when men view love, we tend to look at it idealistically. And the reason why we do is because men are innately idealistic. We're an idealists, okay? We want to believe what is possible. We want to say we want to affect our world, our will upon the world. We want to solve problems. How do we solve those problems? Through idealism and imagination. How can we put a, a, a bridge across that river and find out what's on the other side of that river? We look outwardly at the world, and we also have a burden of performance because of women's hypergamy. So we have to perform. We innately want to perform. I don't care if you're 90 years old or you're you're five years old or seven years old riding wheelies down the street to get that cute little girl's attention. It's not something right. that you had to learn. It's something that is innately part of a man's nature. So we look at women as problems to solve. And so therefore we have to perform up to a certain level of the of that opportunism. And therefore that kind of gets thrown into our idealism. So when we talk about unconditional love or this fantasy of unconditional love, mm -hmm. men tend to look at that in idealistic perspectives. So the perspective wow. is this. Wouldn't it be nice if, if women we could take women at face value and say love exists for the sake of love? It wouldn't, wouldn't it be awesome if, if we didn't have to worry about our burden of performance and women right. would love us no matter what right, like right, right, what right, kind right. of loser we are in sickness and in health, for rich or for poor, uh, till death do us part, forsaking all others? Wouldn't that be great? Let's make a bunch of vows and hold everybody to a contract so we can compromise each other's mating strategies based on – my percept, my perception is, man, what I think love ought to be and what women believe love ought to be. Now, as negative as all this sounds, right, a lot of people will say, well, hypergamy is very opportunistic and it's very mercenary. And yeah, But it is what it is. It is what it is. So it's, it is what it is. But there's also I, I do believe that men and women are better together than we are apart. I, I also believe that we are innate natural complements to one another. We fucked that up recently, you know, yeah. within the last, you know, millennia here. But. The, the, the fact remains is that we evolved to be complements to each other. So my strengths complement my wife's weaknesses and vice versa. That's the way it ought to be or it was innate. Like that's why we have sexual dimorphism between the two of us. Right. However, how does that relate to our pair bonding, having children, uh, fertility rates, forming families and all that other good stuff? The problem, as I said before, is 
there is this disconnect now more than ever before where men believe that women ought to have an idealistic concept of love and women believe that men already presume that they have an opportunistic you know idea of love because if that weren't the case we wouldn't hear all this shit about economically unattractive men or guys aren't measuring up and they're not going to college and they're not going to they're not they're not basically manning up because they're all manginas and they're all weak-ass pussies and we've talked about it on this show and everybody else's show how this generation of men are the weakest, most soy manginas and they in are. the past four generations. And the reason why that's so stressing and so anxiety-causing amongst uh, women right now is because women need guys to sort of complete their own mating strategy, and there aren't any guys to do that because they believe that – well, you should just love me for me, right? She should just right. w- want to be into me because of me. And uh, one day you'll find the right girl. And it's never going to happen because it's still this kind of low-key um, uh, ideal that love should should matter just for the sake of love, right? right. Whether I'm a, a high-performing man or I'm a low-value man or a high-value man. And so what happens is you got these guys and we're all stressed out about that and we want them to man up, but we only want them to man up because we want them to better serve or better fit into women's mating strategies right now and meet more of the criteria on the list of that laundry list of criteria that women need in order to fall in love with the man in the first place. That's why when we see guys making less money or they suddenly uh, they're, they're Mr. Mom or they're not going to school or they're sitting around jerking off and they're, you know, uh, whatever, you know, the, the, the video, the standard stupid archetypal, yeah, you know, right. he lives in his mom's basement uh, playing beard, video games. Yeah. The reason why we hear that from Matt Walsh and we hear that from all these trad cons and everything else is not because they're concerned with the state of men. They're concerned with the state of women That's right. that because they want men to measure up to that, that criteria and that standard right now. And so when we look at those things, you have to point, and I, I would stress this upon anybody who is a content provider, when you see stuff like that, when they go, men need to man up, okay, why? Do they need to man up because you're interested in their better, their betterment and their well-being? Or are you telling them to man up so because you feel some sort of sense of duty to get these guys to be better betas so that this woman can, can, can have a husband? Is yep. that where is that the motive or is it the motive that you really actually give a shit about that guy? I think the answer is definitely, definitely B. And I think you've said this before, build a better beta. Before we go to super chats, let me ask Tallulah a quick. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Let I've been me. talking about that since like 2009, man. Beta's so, building back so, so stronger. Lula, so, so Tulula, before I, hold on, guys. Before we go to before, you, bro. before we go to super chats, let me ask Tulula. I think it's safe to assume that if your if your boyfriend were to fall off, if he were to lose his drive, if he were to get fat, at that point, your love for him, your love for him, would substantially dwindle. I I would imagine. Look at her. Look at a, a woman like that. Look at her. She out the door in 2.5 seconds. <laughs> no, do you know, no, do you know what? I thought about what you guys were saying with that is that actually, I don't know if I would because it's not just about those two things with him. It's the way that he is and he carries himself and he would need a complete transplant of personality yeah, okay. to be different. I mean, if he had a complete personality transplant and he started acting like what Rhoda calls, you know, a beta male behavior, then mm-hmm. yeah, I would be out that door. Right, but, be, be. but because but you know it's in is, him. Is that he, yeah, but like, even if he, if he did start gaining weight or whatever, I probably would stick by him because there is, he is still him. He is still going to operate what you guys say in his frame. He's still like, what this comes down to as well is when you guys were saying, 
kind of all these things that guys have to be. I get that. But actually, I see it as I would rather be a guy, quite honestly, because as a woman, it is hard. Like with my guy, don't you think that there's conditions to that for him? Of course. Yeah. Like I'm, 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 not, Hold on. I'm not a girl in my 20s. I'm in my late 30s. I understand that my guy, you know, I'm touching wood as I say this. I am so lucky to have him. Like I cannot, I have no words. Can I ask you, can I ask you a question? Right? I have no words. I am so lucky to have this guy. And this guy could go off. He could get someone in his 20s tomorrow. The night that like I met him, he could have done that. He might that have. I don't even know. And there are conditions. Like he might not say to me, like there's certain things, okay? Like I don't post up photos. I always put up videos about this. That I do not post photos in bikinis. I do not do any of this. I would be out the door. He would not have that. He doesn't, he's not controlling about it. That's the thing. He's not controlling. He just is clear in his manner and the way that he is. If, if that's making sense, it's yep. just how he operates. Uh, Hotep, you've got and a question? I have, to, I, have to, I have to live up to a certain standard to stay in his life as well. If he, if he, if he asked you to, to, to shut down your, uh, your Instagram, would you do it? I don't have Instagram. I have a business Instagram <laughs> that's new. I don't have an Instagram. He would not like me having Instagram. I'm not in. I don't need Instagram because I'm getting what I need validation-wise from him. See, I there's a reason. That. Yeah. See, there it is. There I it is. Share, I like I, that. Yep. I share photos with my friends of like things that I'm cooking or doing or whatever. That's fine. But I don't need Instagram. What's your business? What's your business? I, I, well, I, I, I'm, I don't actually work. I do stuff for him and his business. What's your business? What's your business Instagram I, account? I, I, oh, it's oh, the feminine truth. I just started yeah. a YouTube channel trying to help women kind of understand this stuff. My YouTube channel is for women, but we have an agreement with that as well. If people find out that because this guy is of status, if they find out that I'm doing this, the channel is over. That's okay. it. I will call okay. my channel and I'm happy to do that. There's a reason why Tallulah's on my five-woman panel is because she meets these criteria. Tallulah, listen, Tallulah is also, uh, she also endorses women. Hey, shut down your Instagram. No bikini pics. If you're with a guy you really like, there's no need. And Tallulah and I, we had this talk. She said, all right, Donovan, listen, I'd love to come on. But if if something were to maybe compromise my guy's position or something were to get out, then, I've, then I'm going to have to disappear, take down my Instagram, take down my YouTube. Hey, no problem. This is, this is exactly the way it should be. Um, all right, let me uh, quickly read the Super Chats and then I have a very good question for the panel. Uh, JBlaze11 with the $5 Super Chat, chat says, Shout out to Hotep and EO. Every guy willing to improve themselves should see that interview. So many game, so many gems in there. Uh, Viking Paradigm, welcome to Chat Privileges. Appreciate that. Uh, King Life says, You nasty bish, Tommy Sotomayor. Ricky Webster, $5, says, excellent panel with a boatload of knowledge and influence. French toast props do. Uh, key, uh, destroyer of simps, uh, $10, says, Donovan, you should have Miss Albania from Fresh and Fit on your female panel. Uh, she's great and was putting the 304s uh, to the fire. Salute to the panel. No, I'm going to pass on uh, Miss Albania. I'm 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 going to I'm I'm going to pass on her. She's She got a little racial. Victoria Larson. Yeah, she's she well, yeah, <laughs> got Victoria a little Larson. racial there. Well, she something tells me she's 26 and she's attractive, but something tells me that 
there were a few things about her that don't that don't really pass the smell test as far as I'm concerned. Uh, number one, she openly flirted with myself and Tommy Sotomayor and then told us on the panel that she was seeing someone. And at that point, I said, oh, OK, gotcha. Um, not to say that she's a bad person, but you can just tell you can tell which ones are real ones and which ones are not. King Life, $5, says unconditional love is only from parents, cousins, offspring, and siblings. Everyone outside of your family will come to you with conditions. Ninja Watcher for Life, $20, says running late tonight, but I'm glad I made it. Appreciate that. Uh, Invocator, $10, says high intelligence conversation. Salute to all. And Cigarman85 with the $5 super chat says men need to man up. Translation, men needs to give me everything I want without bringing anything to the table or he isn't a real man. Um, so I'm going to start the next. I'm going to start this question off. Off here with EO, then we're going to work our way around the panel. I'm going to go EO, then Jap. What is the difference, EO? In your opinion, what is the difference between the way men view love in this day and age and the way women view love? What's the difference between male and female love in 2022? And we'll go with we'll go to Jap next after this. All right. So I think women choose love based on which man sedates her insecurities the most. Okay, so it, uh, that's 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 what my experience shows. Does okay. this man sedate my insecurities? And if she's actually ready for a change, is this the best candidate that's going to help catapult me to that next level? So that that's what it is. I've okay. met women that were tired of partying, tired of drinking, tired of being promiscuous, and they they wanted a change. They just didn't know who was going to help them do that. How are they going to how they were going to accomplish that? And then when a man comes along with some stability well of course she has to be sexually attracted to him as well there's got to be a lot of other other factors but he might be the perfect guy for her so i think women choose men based on um um how well he sedates her insecurities i think men equally choose women like that i think there is some really? truth to that too even like a man who says you know you can't be on instagram you can't do this uh, you can't go out with your friends basically what he's saying is, is i want to build conditions to prevent you from cheating Okay, <laughs> that's what he's saying. He, he uh, so, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I think both sexes do very similar things. Yes, they choose they choose individuals that are going to sedate their insecurities uh, and make them feel the most comfortable. You know, um, um, progressing that that particular relationship. So, I, I I see a lot of similarities between both sexes. I know, you know, a lot of people teach the contrast, and there are contrasts. But I think, you know, there's two oper You know, there's two ways that we're making selections. Either out of fear and lack or or uh, opportunity and i guess what you would call natural if you would just want to naturally evolve as a human being i mean okay I mean, All right. again there's got to be certain there but there has to be boundaries because if not i mean human beings are natural killers and destroyers yes so if you just let them run you know run ragged i mean you know i mean you got to have laws and that's uh, that's my take on that uh before i go to jap uh eo you hit the nail on the head and i think eo <clears throat> eo and i we've have we have elite level game we have unbelievable conversations i think eo would agree with this you cannot tell a woman what she can or can not do all you can tell her is how you would react to certain situations so for example you guys have heard me say this a million times i don't commit to women who go to clubs or bars i don't commit to women who are on social media i don't commit to women who travel alone all that stuff those conditions are those are the conditions that are conducive to and lead to infidelity which is literally exactly what eo just said 
oh my God, Donovan, are you telling me I can't do all these things? You can do whatever you want. What I'm telling you is that if you continue to engage in said activities, you are you are not going to get my commitment. If you get my commitment and you engage in said activities, you automatically forfeit said commitment. That's how that goes. Uh, Jap, what in your opinion is the difference between between the way men view love and the way women view love? We'll go Jap, Savo, and then we'll go to Lula and then Rolo. Go ahead. And then uh, Hotep, go ahead. Okay, I, I have to say this, man, like, just really analyzing um, from just experience and observation, women are better at the strategy of what love is. Okay. Because men pick love or fall in love for stupid reasons. You got a big ass. um, The sex is incredible. (laughs) We We require the most minuscule shit. Right. Oh, I had a good meal. <laughs> like you know. Oh my God. You yeah, know. Preaching. I I I worked a long day and she was there and oh she just happened to be there. Curl my toes. I, when, I, when I worked my ass off to, and I did it all on my own. But I'm gonna give her credit just because she was around. We have a lot of guys who pick love for dumb ass reasons, but women don't. No, they women don't fall in love. It's conditions set they love the lifestyle they love what the what the man can do for them they love the prestige of being around this guy and where he can get her but they don't want to take any losses so the moment that it's a situation where she has to actually because it's like it's just, it's like uh what do they say uh the man's money is our money yeah what's mine is your is yeah money. what's mine is mine what's Once yours is her mine. money starts becoming our money She's not in love anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, like, her love conditions are more conducive to actually having a longevity and to actually substantiate of life and a lifestyle. Okay, there we go. Ours is to get a 22-second orgasm (laughs) nut out of a bitch, and we do everything to get that. And if it's the best one we had... Now we're ready to put a ring on it. (laughs) Or if she says visually... See, hold on, hold on. This is another mature thing about women I got to give them credit about. Okay. Visually, most men are not mature enough to fall in love with a woman that they can't look at that are ugly. Like, you know, just Whoa, like course, I mean, that are unattractive. But women could be in love with ugly dudes. Yep, fat they can, dudes. They can be. They can be in love because the conditions are all set. Mm-hmm. You know? She loves the life. She loves everything that she's doing for. She loves how she's able to be free and maximize her femininity. She can she fart in front of him. Love. She can fart. She can fart on his face. Oh, absolutely! You know, it's love. That's how you know it's love. She's <laughs> love. She'll run all over. She'll have to be on point for him. That's all. That ain't love, her, that ain't love, baby. I have a Sabo, What you got? We got to get it together, fellas. We got to start putting some real conditions on when we say the word love because women is coming up. See, when women fall in love, they come up. It's women that use men as stepping stones in divorces. She, oh, I was loved this time, loved this time, loved this time, now I'm a boss bitch. She on a third marriage and now she's a boss bitch. You on your third marriage and you about to be in your mom's house. <laughs> our love strategy is totally different. Okay. They love for the right reasons. We love for right now reasons. Okay, very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> he said a big ass. <laughs> Sabo. Hey, real talk. Sabo, what in your in your opinion? We're gonna go Sabo, then Tallulah, then we're gonna go Hotep, then Rolo. 
uh, in your opinion, what's the difference between the way men view love and the way women view love? I think the way Jap just broke it down is the way most people describe it. But not okay. to sidestep your question, can I speak on the lie we were told about love? Yeah, go. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think growing up and, like, headed into my first relationship or first attempt at a relationship, I was sold on the fantasy idea that, A, the love you confess for a woman will equate to how she'll feel about you in return. Okay. Like, I was sold the idea that love was enough. I was also sold the idea that <laughs> – I was I I was sold the idea that it, a woman will love you as much as you love her, or <laughs> will show you as much uh, show show you as much Listen love as you show her. Songs. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I love I, right. I love Survivor. I love Def Leppard. So Power ballads, man. I, that didn't help. If um, you but must I think, go. Yeah, but, but I think I think we're all. It's a real blue pill fantasy. We're of all course. sold on the idea growing up of unconditional love of the idea that once somebody loves you you should be able to do no wrong or that or or that what however you operate or however you fail won't directly um negatively affect the love that somebody has for you because love should be that strong right right okay and and i yeah and i think i i think a lot of men grow up sold on that the same way women do until (laughs) respected has changed Okay, very good. Uh, Tallulah, are you still? So Tallulah's battery ran out, but I think she's still with us. Are you still with us, uh, Tallulah? Yeah, I'm still still with you. Um, okay. Could you go just to the next person and come back to me yeah. so I can just re-get on the conversation here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go Hotep. What is what in your – wait, who did I say was next? Nah, sorry, I got, you can get to Hotep. Okay, so we'll go Hotep, then we'll go Hotep, then we'll go Rolo, then Tallulah. Hotep. I'm going to ruin you. Oh, oh boy. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. We got to have Rolo go last because he'll take all the meat off the bone. In your opinion, Hotep, what is the difference between the way men view love in, uh, uh, as compared to the way women view love? Let's 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 uh, put it in a hypothetical situation. Oh, here we go. You're in a relationship with an individual and um, just kidding. <laughs> she forms some sort of sickness, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um She's not going to be able to perform any sexual duties probably for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. Okay? Yep. If you take care of that woman, that is not love. That is honoring time in. Okay. I like that. Okay? I like that. Or being as a much man time, of your word, too. Just being a man of your word. Right. That's part of honor. Yeah. Exactly. So you're honoring time in, right? So what you see is you'll see some situations where a man could end up sick, da 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 da, paralyzed, whatever, and a woman's out. But some women stay. Well, why do some women stay? Women will stay if she's going to honor the time, money, passion he put into the relationship. Right. She's going to honor that. It's not love. She's honoring what you've already put into the relationship. It's it's sort of like a house. Or pension and insurance policy. <laughs> keep, it, keep it in the book. You know, when you have a, my dividends. When you purchase a house, right, mm-hmm. and you, you start paying off the mortgage, you start paying off principal. Uh, having a woman take care of you when you're sick is sort of like a refinance. Okay. You get to take okay. out as much cash as you've paid down mm-hmm. in principal, mm-hmm. or as mm-hmm. much as the relationship has matured, as much as the value of the house has matured. Mm. Same type wow. of situation. So you get to take out what you put in. So for men, they're honoring that or they're honoring their own integrity. 
So I don't really look at it as a situation of love. I'm looking at it as like more like character, integrity. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, like, hey, you, you put in 15, like, we've been married 15 years. You've given me three children. You fall ill. I'm going to take care of you. Um, right. and there, there's... Real, real quick, can I say something real fast? Yeah, about go ahead, Ian. Go ahead. Real fast. No, no, go ahead. And go ahead. even in that, you're loving yourself because you're saying, right. I'm going to love the honor, uh, yes. you know, the, the commitment, it's the still self-serving, the right? investment. Yeah. It's it's really not about that bitch. It's about you, man. Yeah. And just like every move she makes, it's about her. So I think once we figure that out, that this is all, everything a, per, a human being does is self-serving. I agree. Even Including loving children, their kids. Even oh, legacy, you took the words even out of my everything. Mouth. It's, it's about you. And so that, that doesn't uh, make EO, us bad people. I think this is just who we are as humans. Go ahead. I, I got to agree with that some too. Some of that EO is ego and reputation. Okay. Some people still like it's for the embarrassment of being right. like to do, to do something. Like if a woman, if your girl called cancer and she lose both her titties, you know, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. and you married to her, you, you know what I'm saying? Okay, you still got uh, three holes, but you lose a around. Titty. You know what I'm saying? Now, and the titties is what got you there. You know what I'm saying? So you are, and I hate to sound insistent. I'm sorry to leave you. Know. <laughs> but, but some guys stay in it because they don't want to have to explain to the streets how bogus it was that they left at the worst point of her life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you, uh, listen, I'll give you two quick examples. Uh, The Michael Shivo, Terry Shivo situation. You guys probably don't remember this. Down in Pinellas Park, Florida, and I was actually living there at the time, Terry Shivo had been in a car accident. She had been like, uh, she had been like brain damaged for like 15 years. Well, Michael Shivo decided, I mean, he had taken care of her for 15 years. All of a sudden, oh my God, Michael Shivo is dating this other woman, Amber Fry. I mean, what was he supposed, I mean, he had to get his needs met somehow. Then there's John Edwards. His wife, Elizabeth Edwards, had cancer, and John Edwards had an affair with Ryel Hunter. They all they all came down on him. But let that let them reverse the genders. Let's say John Edwards were John Edwards, or Michael Shivo were Michaela Shivo, and Terry Shivo were a man who, who had been brain dead. For, well, she had to go get her needs met, and at least she took care of him. This is what happens. There are different conditions. Hey, Donovan, uh, for, real for last 10 seconds, I swear I want to hear Roland's no, no, go point. Ahead. Go I ahead. don't mean to, to interrupt. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. You almost have to forecast the future now, okay? You're okay. getting older, the body breaks down, accidents happen. It's like a business. You know, at the end of the year, you got to account for loss and shit. I mean, you already accounted for that. So it's better that you kind of go into the relationship saying, listen, um, we're going to run this for X amount of time. We'll revisit the parameters of the relationship at the one-year mark. And if things change, I'm going to take care of you. Like it's like if you, let's say you renewing the contract. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. You kind of uh, you know restructure the contract, and you let her know off jump. Like, listen, you get disfigured for some reason. I'm still going to want to fuck. Yeah, that right. I mean, exactly. I mean, you got to tell her that shit. I mean, oh, there you know, this she is. is what men do. We oh, set the good. parameters from the beginning, and we're realistic. We're forecasting the future now to say that I'm going to feel the exact same way five years from now. You're being unrealistic and foolish. Can no, I slip I in real quick before Go ahead, Sabo, you got it. I, I really agree with what EO's saying because I realized something. Um, maybe the girl in my life that confessed her love for me the most at a moment where I thought, damn, I, I think that's making me love her too. I stepped back and realized, no, I really love how much she loves me. 
and I love how much it feeds my ego. So I understand the self-love thing. I got to say real quick, I don't know if it was Jap that brought it up, though. I disagree with the notion that the way a man loves is sexually. I understand that men prioritize sex, but I think it's in time spent without sexual attention that you catch feelings as a man. I don't think it's like you really love fucking a woman so much that you just love her. You well, for the inexperienced, yes. For the in listen, if a man does not have for, experience for the blue, with, for the blue pill guy, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay, for the so blue pill and survivor, and there, yeah, there you go. So, well, so I, I if a guy is around a bitch, they they don't love women, they love body parts. There's a difference. Okay, women, dude, men love body parts, ding. not women. Bingo. Listen, I listen. I love Dev, but guess what? If Dev didn't have the ass she did, if she didn't have the tits she had, I probably she ain't got that SEO game. No SEO game. That is, if men are around too goddamn long, they could catch feelings or whatever like that. And then when you're a simp. Like I was, I fell in love with a fat bitch one time. What? Oh, but I, but I think Jeff, it's in you better be kidding. It's so goddamn long, and she was always there for me. She was like, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's in time. I think it's within the frame of, or the and within love the time of non non sexual attention, and within that time, I think is where you catch feelings. It's laying in bed for a half hour yeah. talking and rubbing each yeah. other and stupid shit. I don't think it's the act of sex itself. I agree that with makes that. You fall in love. The act of sex itself is sort of the kindling, but that's what causes the after the after effects. Okay, Rolo. Uh, sex is the sex is the glue that keeps a relationship together. It has to be the glue that keeps it together, man. When I said that on the Pat Campbell show, oh my god, Jesus you would Christ. not believe the kind of hate I got for for saying that, because every woman that and he has a pretty conservative audience to begin with. Every woman within, you know, radio distance, because oh <laughs> back then God. was just losing their shit on me. And I, I, I understand that, you know, for guys, when it comes to like a woman that, that's not having sex with you is not is a roommate. It's a friend. Right. Yes. I mean, it's somebody that we're not going to be uh, invested, investing ourselves in. And I think one of the reasons for that is because we I mean, if you look at how we make garden, you look at how we uh, we get jealous for women. Women get jealous of other women because the man falls in love like it's an emotional jealousy for men. It's a sexual jealousy. Like, did you fuck him here? Did you fuck him in the bathroom? Did you fuck him in the kitchen? Did you do my <laughs> they want to know like details like where where did this happen? Because we're interested in knowing whether the kid that's going to be produced as a result of that was ours or was the dude that she was banging. So but how does that? you know, filter into like, everybody here has just been saying, you know, I wouldn't be in love with a woman if she wasn't having sex with me. Well, you got to remember like how many people in the United States, particularly right now, what the, the uh, rate of sexless marriages are today, you know, but they're still like every guy that has come to me and says, Rolla, I, 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 I get your, your, uh, your red pill stuff. I, I'm, I'm red pill aware. I don't want to leave my wife. I'm in love with my wife. I just want her to fuck me. I just want yes. to have, I just want to get back to where we were, but you know, before all that, and so if that is definitely a high priority for guys, particularly when it comes to like, how does this person love me? Now, that's number one. Number two is this. I don't know if you guys saw this, but when I was on the um, when I was on uh, the sauce cast and I was on there with uh, Victoria Larson and, and yeah, uh, from Dr. The Bachelor. Dr. Rebecca, yeah, first thing out of the mouth was like astrology, first of all. And then oh, second of all, it was like Christ. love languages. What's your love language? Gotcha. You know, oh, I'm, I'm a gift giver. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm like, what's your love language? Oral sex. That's my <laughs> love language right there. Pretty more or less. That's how I how you can show your love to me. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I think that, first of all, it's nonsense because we're qualifying. We're, people love to categorize shit. They love to put like love in a box. Right. They love to put it in, say that this is love and this is not like when we're talking about like different types of love, like 
agape love and eros love and this love and that love and fraternal love and this and I, I, I i'm of the opinion that love is love is is simply just that emotion now I love my dog. I love my wife. I love my daughter. I love my niece. I love, you know, I, I love my best friends. Right. But I'm yeah. only banging my wife. Okay. Right, right. So how I express that is different, but it's still that same kind of like, I it's, it, it's what's called kin altruism. Like I love my daughter. I would take a bullet for my daughter because I love her that much. Of course. And there's a reason for that love, that love that we have. The reason why we experience that there is a function and a purpose to that. Yes. It's so that you will pair bond with that person, be parentally invested in that person, have, assuming the kid is yours. I mean, that's got to be on the contract, right? And the and and you want to uh, you know provide, protect, be parentally invested in that in that you know your your children, your kin, and your genetic legacy going on into the next generation. That is a function of love, right there. Now we can take that and we go, okay, well. I also love my brother. I also love my, you know, my extended family. I also love my squad mates who I was in the Marines with, right? right? right. Those kinds of things. There's still that love that goes along with that. It, and we call it fraternal love or whatever else. But really what that comes down to is it's like this, well, really tribal altruism at that point. And it's like, I would die for my country. I would die for these guys in my squad. I would die for whatever, because that's, you know, think about what your, what your, 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 your behavior and your sacrifice and everything, your acts of love. Right, uh, right, what, right, what, right, 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 right. Okay. What, what kind of emotion merits that kind of behavior? So that's number one. The other thing is when we're talking like uh, what Kevin was talking about earlier about idealism and everything, mm -hmm. I've had so many guys who would say, well, I don't know what I should do. If she would just tell me what to do and, 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 and I would do it, whatever it takes, you know, tell me what to do to make you love Jesus. me and I will make and, and I will do those things. Right. Because they really want to get to that state of love because it's an idealized state. They think that it is some sort of like, you know, transaction at that point. And when that woman is not in love with that person, they those guys will try to find whatever it takes because they believe in an idealistic definition of what love is i want a woman who will love me as much as i love her mm. that comes from the idealistic perspective so when when we're looking at what's the what how do we form a society how do we build a society based on like you know gender <laughs> concepts for for women love is defined and it is correct by the way that they define it not the way that men define it that's why you get guys who are soy boys and you guys who are simping for these yep. girls and everything else and then lastly here i wanted to put this out there because this is an iron rule of tomasi that's in the in the first book it's iron rule of tomasi number six women are utterly incapable of loving a man in the way that a man expects that she can love him to mm. be that he expects to be loved there you go Okay. Women are incapable of loving a man in a way that a man idealizes is possible in a way he thinks that she should be able to love him. And that's what I meant about that disconnect right there. Like what is, uh, uh, men are the romantics pretending to be realists yep. and women are the realists pretending, pretending to, to be, be the romantic. romantics because they have a priority and they have an opportunism that has to be met before they can allow themselves to be emotionally invested in that guy. So just as, as Tallulah was saying before, she doesn't get to the point of love unless that guy meets some criteria That's to right. get to the state where she can actually, you know, want to get with that dude. So long story short, can men and women fall in love? I, I believe that they can, but only when a guy understands women's opportunism and understands what that what the criteria is. And only when a woman understands that this guy's an idealistic guy, men's idealism is one of our primary strengths as human beings. 
It can be very bad in some cases. It can be it could be the source of our worst atrocities, but it is also the source of our our greatest achievements as well. So being idealistic is only good or bad in how we use it and how okay. we have it exploited against us. Okay, very good. Wow, well said. Uh, Tallulah, or I'm sorry, let's go uh, Savo, then Tallulah, and then uh, we'll go to the next question. Go ahead, Savo. So real quick, Rolo made me think of a lot of things, one of which is when the beta guy is begging his woman to just tell me what you need, tell me what I'm doing wrong, and I'll correct it. She already don't love the fact that you don't already know what condition of hers you're failing to meet. The so fact that's that you're first, saying that in the first place means you're off the list. You don't get it. Right, because you you're oblivious. And then the other thing is that Rolo made me think of while he was talking is uh, the question, do you love her as a man as far as a man's form of conditional love? Do you love her only when she is your possession? Is that a man's condition? You know what I mean? Because yeah. this idea of unconditional love should be in the best interest of whatever makes the person you love happy. So then if that was true, wouldn't you still love her if she loved another man? If she was getting fucked by another man? To like, hell no. Wouldn't you still love her then? Because no, but I'm saying that's the bullshit of condition. <laughs> that's the bullshit of the idea of conditional uh, of unconditional love. True unconditional love would in theory mean you love her as long as, as she's happy, you support whatever makes her happy. So what if made her what if what made her happy was her fucking another man? Would you love her then? Probably not, because then that fails to meet your condition. So that kind of explodes the idea of unconditional love for both genders. Okay, very good. Uh Tallulah, what did you have to uh what did you have to add in terms of the way men the difference between men and Kevin, women? Who hurt you? <laughs> Say what now? Oh, she's like, Kevin, you. who hurt you, Kevin? <laughs> Go ahead, Tallulah. half Mexican chick. I love Annabella. Oh, boy. <laughs> Go ahead, Tallulah. Go ahead. Yeah, do you know what? I really like what's been said. There's so much that I could comment on. But, you know, it's really funny the cycle that has been explained here. Like, where Rolo was saying, you know, there's that I'm in love with my partner but there had to be certain things to get me there, right? right? right. So for example, when I met him, he had the high status, he's more of a leader, other guys were looking up to him, all of that was there, I was attracted into him. There was also something in me where I was thinking, oh my gosh, like, how is he going for me? I am really lucky. Right. And going back to what else has been said, so that ties in again to, you know, sedate insecurities that was mentioned and from him from me kind of thinking how is how is he going to go for me how is he, how is he going for me how is this happening it was sedating that insecurity that i have around oh am i good enough do i look good enough hang on a minute i'm not you know in my 20s anymore all of that stuff yeah. and it was sedating those securities um and like i said you know when i'm around him i have this feeling of confidence because he is confident there as a go. person. However, that doesn't take away that, you know, I'm just going to sit there and, you know, and, and just not do anything in this relationship because there is still an underlying anxiety that I have. Yes, I love him, but there's still that tiny thing. If I don't keep on my toes with certain things, if I, you know, did sit there and ate junk food all day mm -hmm. and you know just became selfish or whatever he would he would go right okay yeah right so, like his could his could he's got conditions as well as as well as me to fall in love like he sees probably me as i am very compliant in the relationship i'm all about him 
um, as you as you and Deb and know Donovan, he is my absolute world. Yeah. I treat him well, and those things do go in my favor. I know that in our relationship, but it doesn't. <clears throat> I'm not sitting there going, "I've got this guy forever," because ah, I don't gotcha. know if I have. There's still an underlying anxiety. Yet at the same time, playing out on the left side to that is I still have this feeling of confidence around him now Tallulah let me ask you this so what you just described is competition anxiety in other words you know that you can be replaced at any time and you understand this and this mentally keeps you on your toes would you rather be in a relationship where you're where you do have that low level of anxiety or would you as a person as a woman or would you rather be in a relationship where you know the guy isn't going anywhere uh, no, I'd rather be in this relationship. Okay. I think I think for me, this comes down to with my father and my grandfather, who I've mentioned before on yes. your shows, oh, yeah. I have seen certain, there is a certain way that these men behave. You know, they are what Rolo calls, calls alpha males. Okay. I have never through my whole life dated or had a relationship with a beta low value guy. <clears throat> The reason I haven't, the reason I haven't isn't because I think I'm special. I know I'm not special. I'm aware of that. But it's because I have no attraction to these guys. I would rather, like, again, what you guys always say, she would rather be alone than be saddled with one of these guys. Right, right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's why, you know, with with my man, I know I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be in in this relationship. Yet, even though I have anxiety, it still makes me feel confident as a person okay. because he's confident. Hey, Donovan, I just want to say one quick thing to that. Uh, yeah, most sure. Women, you and then, uh, if you Jeff, don't mind, yeah. real quick, uh, yeah, most women are compliant because their self-preservation depends on it. Yep. Okay. It always comes back to them. Everything they do comes back to them. It ain't got nothing to do with these motherfuckers, man. And the sooner you figure that out, I think the freer you are even with your own thoughts. So, and then secondly, uh, and it's not to put down her point at all. She's, she's a very good speaker and uh, we appreciate her being sure. here. And, and, uh, and if you were to ask her that same question, you know, do you like the uh, competition anxiety or would you rather be with somebody that you have a sense of peace with and there's no worry? She answers that question the way she does, I think, because of her age, there's a lot of life left in her. Uh, if you ask her that in 20 years, she might have a difference of opinion. Okay. At that point, well, yeah, at that point, hopefully they will have been together <laughs> for quite a while. Uh, go ahead, Jap, what you got? Going back to the topic at hand, unconditional love is a effing myth. Yes. Now, not just love for a person, just love, period. If you say you and something better comes along, are, is your unconditional love for this job, you're gonna settle for this $18 an hour, where you're at, and if somebody wants to offer you $40 an hour, you're not gonna do that because you have unconditional love for your job. No, women say this, that they have love for uh, men and stuff like that. And yes, but keep in mind that when they say they love a man, it is not, they're not implying unconditional love like a lot of them would like yeah, us to so think. Like, yeah. If we take it literally, it'd be like, okay, yeah, you're not going to go find anything better. I think that a lot of these women say that they're in love because they found the best that they could possibly find. Well, that's the true of everybody. And yeah. So a lot of guys. You get you find yourself in love because at the moment that's the best you got. And because the ass is big. And it's and that's there for the longest. It's been there for the longest. Okay. It's been all the right. most consistent. So but all that gets thrown out the window when you improve 
and you something better comes along because we always looking we're always we can't deny the fact that we're looking around of course of course and there's always the option of something better but when there's no option of something better then a lot of people say the love word okay uh technomage b5 with the ten dollar super chat says love unconditional equals not the question love in a relationship is like wheels on a car it's a given or there's no relationship the content the conditions are based on survival factors salute to Rolo. very good uh cold rain five dollars says i agree with hotep on unconditional love between women and kids my aunt left her two kids to chase pookie and ray ray that beat her hashtag community oh, yes my, ray. my mother left all five of us to go chase a pookie uh up in detroit so i'm well i aware think that, that was uh jap that said that oh okay so i guess that was jap okay yes yes of course uh geek anomaly five dollars says every woman i've said i love you to dump she dumped me every woman where i didn't say a word about it they're still texting me wow that's modern women uh i am the captain now five dollars says uh great stuff <laughs> he says uh good stuff crew thanks and then of course uh batman 810 five dollars says i need to call in on little dude comment i have no idea what's going on there okay last question for the panel we're gonna let rollo lead this one off what is the most detrimental element rollo of how we define love here in 2022 what is what is the crippling factor in terms of the way we view and receive love these days well, again like it, it comes back to emotion versus reason is okay. what i think it is because remember love is an emotion okay so like when i i'm a very bad bad man because when i go and oh, I, I, I analyze things and i would say well you know love i i can make you feel anger i can put the right chemical cocktail in your shit i can get you drunk and make you angry right <laughs> I, can, I can find ways to remember it's a physical thing it's not some astrological cosmic energy though you know the clouds open up and the you know light shines down and the angels sing right it's a feeling that has a purpose and when you sort of take when you remove the magic I guess from from love. That's when people really hate on you. Yeah. That's why we need shit yes. like love languages, right? And and really, what those are is they're just excuses for trying to um, to prioritize the emotional of uh, the emotional above the rational and reasonable. Now, am I saying that that love is like doesn't exist? No, of course it does, right? Um, and do we need idealism? Yes. Do we need imagination? Yes. Do we need that cap capacity to think about what what could possibly be? Yes, absolutely. There's bad parts of that and there's good parts of that. So when we look at the reasons for love, the first one, of course, is reproduction and pair bonding. That's oh, number one. Okay, right. we got to have otherwise we're not the apex species on planet Earth. We need love to be to still be the apex. That's species right. Got to make people. Whether that's kid altruism, whether that's family. Like you remember when we one of the reasons why I, I stress the red pill and everything in, in terms of intersexual dynamics is because it is the the nuts and the bolts of of bringing men and women together so that they can get laid, they can form families, and they can put up, put out the next generation of of human beings. That's the ultimate ultimate cause of that. So then, there, on top of that, then you got uh, kin altruism, and your first tribe is your family. Your first yes. tribe is the, is the people who have your blood, who share your bloodline, right? Yep. Those are the people you take a bullet for. Those are the people you will sacrifice things for out of love to do things for them to ensure that your your genetic legacy goes on into the next generation and Good. then finally there's tribal altruism and that can be a lot of different things that can be your nation that can be your race that can be your religion that can be your politics that can be all that kind you will fall in love or you will tend to form friendships which are right. lower level maybe different levels of intensity of love but it's, but it's still, still there yeah. in that same purpose which is 
cooperation and 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 building things and as as far as men are concerned it's like exercising our will upon the world so is love necessary yeah but i i think it's i think if there's a mistake that we make right now is we're dragged into the idea that love is only important when it's men and women and it's only important because women uh, women's definition of what love is okay. defines it for everyone else it's the female correct society which is what i've been talking about for a very long time right so agreed yeah so once again it's that's the correct way of doing things so when when i see fresh and fit on on adam's uh, sauce cast or my, when i was talking about love languages and stuff like that love language I have, to, I have to sort of remove myself from that and sort of like be like you know jane goodall or diane fossey and like <laughs> looking at things from an ob objective perspective and say what's the behavior and why are they doing these things and so when i pull myself out it removes the, the magic from it and people hate it when you take the magic away from it yes, because they I can go and say, here's the function for love. And I'll go, but love exists for the sake of love, yeah. you know, and because that's what they've been taught since they were five years old in Disney, Pixar and, you know, power ballads in the 80s, you know, taught them that, yes, that, that dirty. that's the magical power of love. It's the power of the love. The power Huey of Lewis love. Huey Lewis, there it is. Love, right. <laughs> and, and you'll hear that in you'll hear that in the church. You'll hear that on out, out in you know Beyonce or whoever else you'll hear that wherever you are and it's still promoting this sort of romanticized magical perspective of love and I think that though if there's a danger it is first of all that women are defining what what is the right way and what is the wrong way the other thing is this and I made this point on um on Elijah Schaefer's show on You Are Here as well okay. as in my fourth book Religion which is we've taken love and we've turned it into a god We've deified love. So it's no longer, wow. it's no longer God is love. It's love is our God. So when we go and we say, well, you know, we did it for love. We want to be on the right side of history. Love is love. It doesn't matter what, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's no conditions. Don't judge me. I'm just going to love for the sake of love. And if you're, a, if you, and if that's not you, then you're a hater. Then <laughs> that, that's yes. a way that we can society by bringing love into, and it's not, it's not so much like a, a, a religious, like, you know, in, in terms of like, like Christianity or, or Judaism or whatever, it's not in that, those terms. It's that love itself, the feeling of love, the emotion is the highest thing we can think of to the point where we make love the, the, the legitimacy of everything. So now we get married because we want to make our love legitimate, not the other way around, wow. which was how we used to do it back in the back, you know, prior to the sexual revolution. It was, you could have sex in the confines of marriage, but you had to be in love to, to the, get to the point where you're going to get to marriage before yes. you could even have sex. I mean, I, ideally anyways, we know that's bullshit, but, um, but the, still the thing is, is we've, we've lifted love up to this, this cosmic magical thing. And when Rolo Tomasi or anybody on this panel comes in here and goes, yeah, uh, love is really just serves as, as a, uh, a motivator for, you know, happiness and good feelings and for pair bonding and everything else. And I, I, I break it down to nuts and bolts. Then I'm an asshole for showing you the man behind the curtain. Very good. Wow. Uh, Hotep, tough back to follow. Let's see if he can. He see, will. See, Rolo, I was going to say, Hotep is the only one smart enough to go he after will. Rola. That's why I had to set that's, him up like that's that. That's pure yeah. lies. Everything <laughs> on this panel is, is goddamn brilliant. Savo, let me let me just go ahead and show some props real quick. Savo shows a lot of brilliance in his raps, like his yes, creativity with his raps and his poems. Thank you, brother. Oh my god! Thank He's you, man. Bars. I'm working on the rotation so, love song know, right now. Savo has, yes, Savo has a freestyle that describes my feelings for AOC. <laughs> wow, it's amazing. Like he's taking, really? yeah, it's like. um 
this dude who is like banging this liberal chick. Like she's all like, yeah, yeah. it's written. Matter. It's written from the perspective of just a regular cat who's banging a social justice warrior. Yes. And sit back and observing all this crazy behavior, but maybe kind of like a beta type. That's like, I don't really know what the fuck she's talking about, but I guess I'll just go with she's it. She's not yeah. fucking me. If she's fucking me, she wouldn't be doing that. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. That's why Minister Jab wasn't featured. <laughs> uh, your uh, your thoughts on uh, the de- the most detrimental element of, and we'll go we'll go Hotep and EO. Rolo said it already. It's two entities in this world that have been de- the most three. I'm gonna say three that have been the most detrimental. One of them's gonna be vague, and one of them's, and two of them gonna be very specific. The vague one is Hollywood. The very specific ones are Viacom and Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Viacom, okay. you put that in there. Okay, all right. Yep. yep. Viacom is the most toxic programming a woman can ever consume. Mm. I've I've um consulted friends, right? Not professionally, but no, friends. Fuck you and they come to me Oops, and they say, that. Oh, I'm having problems with my girl, girl, girl. And the first thing I asked them, I said, She watched Love and Hip Hop. I said, Yeah. I said, You're never gonna get your girl back no, sir. Get her off Viacom. That's all right. That's the first thing you gotta do because what they do is they, they implant um False reality. Mm-hmm. A fake. What'd you say? Conditioning. It's operant conditioning, is what it is. Yep. Yeah, it's conditioning, but it's 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 not real. It's not real love because they they say it's reality TV. Meanwhile, it's scripted. They have them doing the same scenes. I've seen it before. They have them doing the same yeah. scene three or four times, and the reactions they're getting or. They'll grab one person, get them drunk, and then drop them off at the club, and bring the cameras over. It's fake, okay? Um, what, some dude gets her uh, uh, flowers that cover the the whole house, but the TV studio was it was their <laughs> idea, and they paid for it, right? Then you got the programming from Disney that goes inside a little girl's head at a very early age. The worst thing you could ever do to a girl is let her watch Cinderella, mm. Snow White, and yep. Seven Dwarfs, right. Beauty and the Beast. Um and and whatever else they got coming out of here, Latin, right? The last thing you want to do is is show a a little girl these stories. These stories implant false reality in your head, and then what happens is every boy and man now have to live up to this fake shit, right? Yep. And then when they don't, the little girl's upset, so she goes through life chasing something that's not real. And then when she finally gets something that's close to it, she understands that it's fleeting. It's temporary. It only lasts a week. It only lasts three weeks. It's it's only in the honeymoon stage. Yes. A year later, she's like, well, what happened to the romance? What happened to the romance? The butterflies. I'm just trying to get in your drawers, okay? (laughs) I don't love you, okay? But that is the biggest problem. Viacom, Disney, and goddamn Hollywood. Okay. Uh, EO, uh, in your opinion, what is the most detrimental... Uh, element of how we define love here in 2022. Yeah, man, I'm glad I'm next. I got to take a piss. Hey, excuse my French, but, <laughs> That's okay. uh, anyway, um, I'll say this. I'll, I'll try to keep it fairly simple, but uh, men and women, but, you know, I'm kind of, you know, here for the men, um, but you got to stop loving from the senses. You know, men could smell a woman and now he's in love. Right. You know, he sees right. her vagina. Now he's in love. He feels what it's like to penetrate a vagina. Now he's in love. And, and you, so you got to stop loving from the senses and you have to like train your mind to love who you're most productive with. Yes. You know, it, it's all yes. about productivity. Wow. It's not about how the fuck she looks. I always tell you that I, I want a worker, not a looker. 
because when I want her to, to dial up for me, I'm going to tell her exactly how to do that so she could be a six all day. But when I'm ready for, ready for her to be an eight and a half, nine, I'll Bingo. tell her how to do that. You know she it. She will do that. Hell yeah. So when, you, when you're looking at productivity more than, you know, uh, chasing what your senses are falling for, uh, you're going to get further in life. So get away from how bad she looks, how that ass looks, how she feels, how she smells. You know, that's kind of foolish and immature. You want you want to deal with people you're productive with. For example, let's say you live out in Chicago. Well, you go start the car. She's like, all right, babe, I'm going to get your coffee. You know, you guys are productive. You know, you guys are like working together as a team and you should be. And that's what you should be going after is how well you work together as a team instead of chasing how this immature foolishness of what your senses grab onto. Okay, very good. Uh, Tallulah, what is your opinion on the most detrimental element of the way men and women view love here in 2022? And then we'll go Jap. Yeah, I think that a lot of it is fueled by the media, which you guys have already said. Of course. But, I mean, here in the UK, we have a lot of, um, like, reality TV shows. Oh, yeah. Um, which, again, has been mentioned. But all they need to do with that is chop up those scenes and put a certain type of music in there and it makes it sound like that's a real loving relationship. And even myself, I can get sort of taken on this little journey with that. Oh, you know, oh, that's really sweet. And then obviously, because it's a bit of drama, you know, sort of getting into that as well. Um, but it's not real. And my, my goddaughter, she's 15 now. Mm -hmm. And she's asked me, what does it feel like to be in love? And it's wow. really kind of hard. Yeah, right. It's a, <laughs> a good question. She, she asked me, but, you know, because unfortunately ha the, the, the age that she's in, there's so much media around her all the time. I mean, she's 15 and watching reality shows, oh, which boy. I wouldn't probably be watching until my 20s. Right. And, you know, trying to explain to her, you know, Love Island, uh, The Only Way is uh, Essex. Yes. I don't know about what you guys have in, in, in the US, but you know, these are not real relationships. They add the music, they add um, everyone looking great, and it's just not reality. And I do see that as detrimental because she has been watching that stuff since she was 13. And that's not because, you know, her parents are amazing parents, but it's just unfortunately the way things are now. This is going to be in her vicinity. Right. Um, I definitely agree with, you know, Disney as well. That's also definitely detrimental to both men and women. Um, but also um, this sort of message that I see, and it mainly goes to men, I guess, okay. and women, um, unrequited love. So um, showing someone love when they are not going to give you anything. They are not going to give you any love back any affection and they kind of i think disney does this or like i always see it with guys on a program that he will continue to be her friend he will continue to buy her flowers and she it all be like made a laugh and a joke or she dismissed the flowers but he continues to do that and eventually he gets the girl right which it's not doesn't reality. work that way does it not, no, <laughs> not reality no <clears throat> It's funny you see the look on her face, like uh, she smelled something bad. Uh, Jap, in your opinion, uh, and I'll go after you, uh, what is the most detrimental element of how we define love today? I think that the problem is that we are thinking that love 
is the real L word that we need to be looking for, which is loyalty. Woo-hoo-hoo! Wow. Very good. Like, now, unconditional loyalty is real. It's it that's reality. Unconditional love isn't now. Love is a feeling. It's like being drunk, high, or having a euphoria or having some type of adrenaline. It has to continuously be renewed and it can fade off. Loyalty is different. For instance, there are troops right now who don't believe in Biden, who hate Joe Biden, hate everything he stands for, but are loyal to what they signed up for. Yeah, loyal to the flag. Loyal to the country, and they have to obey even if they don't like who's saying right that's that's what we have that's what we have that's what we're thinking that we're saying when we say unconditional love it's really loyalty and yeah i'm loyal to who we have to be be with we got gang members that's loyal to bad gang leaders that's right they have to do things that they didn't want to do but they were loyal and they did it anyway you know yep and they stayed down and they didn't they didn't go into another gang or anything like that, even if the gang was snitching, they just stayed there, they, they signed up for it, they have to remain loyal. That's unconditional loyalty. But the love, they don't love it. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. But they're still loyal to it. Um, women like what they see. I'm sorry, they love what they see in men. They love what, uh, I'm sorry, we love, as men, we love what we see. So we love the visual and all of that. Oh, yes. But they love what a man is. They love what you are. What and you are, not who you yeah, are. Yeah. 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 What you are is something that they can actually love, but not what they really see. Because they see men all day. They got more options than us. There you go. Their, their inbox is way more is way more popping than anybody. Real talk. Like their inboxes is crazy. So they love what you are. And if you are something that she can see. Oh, she's going to really be in love. But we, like, again, us as men, we have a dumb way of going about it by just visually just, oh, you know, looking like cavemen. All we want to do is, you know. It's got to be more than that. And that hasn't elevated us. Look, women can actually find the right. They strategically love. They will find guys. Opportunistically. And then a lot of guys, beta guys, want to be loved because they want a second mother. So Incredible they prey on that. So these women strategically act the act, talk the talk to keep themselves sustained and be in the presence of a man who's weakened by beauty. And then they elevate. Love doesn't elevate us as men because we're always on the working end. Okay. Um, what I'll say is this, and I'm I'm gonna keep this short because we gotta we gotta go ahead and end this uh, here real soon. Okay. It's it's getting late in London. They're five hours ahead of us. Um, the the most de- the most detrimental elements of how we define love on the female side, the way women define and receive and, and get involved with love, there are two major things. Women are always chasing the butterflies. What women like to do is the reason why women float from one relationship to the next constantly 
is because they're looking for that next high, right? Well, and their excuse is, well, he doesn't give me butterflies anymore. I don't, I don't have those insatiable feelings anymore. Sweetheart, those are always going to be fleeting. Everybody has a honeymoon period in their relationship where for two or three weeks, the other person can do no wrong. Your, your, their, their, their annoyances are just cute little, cute little idiosyncrasies. But then a little further down the line, those idios, these, those idiosyncrasies become small annoyances and they get bigger. What women, what women and men there are some guys like this too what women and men have to understand is that butterflies don't always equal uh the right thing when a woman says he doesn't give me butterflies a lot of times what she's saying is that he doesn't give me that drama he doesn't give me that extreme anxiety another thing is that women often mistake being bored in a relationship with a stable relationship you're in a stable relationship free of drama he's not cheating he's not putting his hands on you he treats you well after a while, women start to say to themselves, well, I don't feel those butterflies or I'm bored. No, you're not bored. You're in a stable relationship. And women fear boredom more than they – women fear boredom more than they do chaos, especially today's women. On the other side of that, as far as men are concerned, and I agree with EO and Jap 100%, men need – what we need to do to be able to immunize ourselves uh, against the wiles of a woman, we need to fuck as many women as humanly possible because only then can you desensitize yourself to the wiles of a woman. Woman. That way, when you that way, when you actually do find yourself falling in love, quote unquote, with a woman, you know, it's not just because of the sex. I love Devin. Part of the reason why I love Devin is because of the way she looks. Devin's attractive. She's she's got a great body. If I'm not sexually attracted to her, then this this relationship would never be what it is. However, it's not just her. Her attractiveness got her in the door, but all the other things that she does for me keeps her in keeps her in the door. I think a lot of guys need to understand, never underestimate the power of experience. The more experienced you are with women, the more impervious you can become to their wiles. Um, all right, let's go around the panel uh, for uh, for our final thoughts and where the people can find you. Uh, Tomasi, lead us off, man. Oh, boy, do I get to do that? Hey yes, you do. Hey, hey y'all. Tomorrow I'm going to be doing my show at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Woo, let's you do it. find me, and I am the Rational Male on my YouTube channel. I will be on with John from Modern Life Dating. We're going to actually be doing a much deeper dive into uh, the uh, Twitter swindler. Or, excuse me, it might as well be Twitter. Tinder swindler uh, thing. Simon Live Eye, baby. So much to unpa unpack in that whole thing. So uh, John and I wanted to do something on that, so we're going to go and do a, a longer form show on that tomorrow. Um, the uh, people are going to ask me about the fifth book, so I'm just going to say it's going to be towards the end of this month. I'm still waiting to hear yes. from Amazon for the approval, and today, and this is remember, this is a short month too. So, um, and let's see what else do I got going. Um, that's really all I can talk about at this moment. But okay. I'm back in the studio, as you can see. Uh, we did Rule Zero this morning, which I thought was a really great show, and um, I think that's it for me. Okay, very good. Uh, Hotep. Yeah, make sure you get you a chick that doesn't think every day is Christmas. <laughs> uh, I am Hotep Jesus. You can follow me on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Hotep Jesus. And check out our website for men, menoforder.com. Very good. Excellent. <laughs> Sabo, where, where can the people find you? Uh, yeah, I got an album on iTunes. That's my master class. Let's do it, baby. Storytelling. You can find that on iTunes and Spotify. Punch in Kevin Sabo, Unsober Moments. Uh, you can find my song about modern single mothers, Stop Mommies. Just put in the fellas, Stop Mommies. She you gonna need a my babysitter. Sitcom, my sitcom starring Rolo and Donovan is The Adventures of Sabo. Yes, sir. And, uh, my yes, Instagram sir. is 
My Instagram <laughs> is Sabo Music CT. And real quick, a real quick, I know nobody would. There's no reason to ever want to come to Connecticut. But if any of y'all ever want to come, if, if any, I like if it. anyone, if any of y'all ever want to come join me in the studio in Connecticut, so we can really talk in person at length. You're welcome. You're welcome to come star on my show. You know, uh, Myron Gaines. People don't even realize he's one of mine. He's from the neighborhood. He is from Connecticut. Wants, yeah. Nobody wants to claim Connecticut. Nah. It's just, it's just that <laughs> fucked. But if there's anything going on out here right now, it's what we're doing. And uh, very good. Welcome to come join me. Very good. EO. Hey, Vince McMahon is from the Connecticut, if I'm not mistaken. Good old Vince. I did so, not know that. I think he's from Connecticut. That? Yeah. Well, that explains a lot. Okay. Uh, EO, where can people find yeah, you? Yeah, man. Good discussion tonight. Uh, yeah, great panel. Uh, well, uh, also, we want to thank our guest. Uh, hope I was, you know, I hope I wasn't too hard on you, but I just want ah, to, to, to use some of those moments as coachable moments. But uh, so I'm Coach EO. I got a, a, quite a few series on my channel. I try to target different age demographics. So Killing the Simp is a popular series. I'm trying to hit the younger guy with that. And then LTR, Leading the Relationship, is kind of hitting the guy who's thinking about getting into, you know, something a little more permanent. Um, I also have a book on Amazon. My debut book is titled Cut the Bullshit. Yes, uh, you can find it book. there. Um, and my second book uh, should be out before uh, or, or by early spring, I would say. So okay. anyway, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Jap, tell the people where they can find you. Oh, Minister Jap, king of the shadow band. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, follow me on uh, Instagram, Minister Jap Network. Minister Jap Network on YouTube, uh, any channel, anything you see that says Minister Jap, just hit the follow button. I'm on uh, Facebook and Twitter at the Minister Jap on Twitter for now. Uh, yeah, I, Twitter, Twitter's been all right. I mean, they're letting a lot of people get away with a lot of stuff though. Okay, all but right. um, yeah. Uh, other than that, man, I'm glad to be on. Great discussion, absolutely. Um, you know, fellas, we gotta uh, we gotta be smarter, man. It's not okay, let these let these chicks win. Let's it's not your booty. It's your beauty. <laughs> uh, Tallulah, uh, listen, uh, I think I speak for everyone here when we say thank you for making time for us. Uh, you represented yourself here, here very well. Uh, any last words? Yes, thank you for having me. It's been a really lovely conversation. I've learned a lot. And uh, yeah, I have been nervous because I'm still not used to streaming. <laughs> I still haven't done a live stream on my own channel, so... Uh, yeah, so you can find me at my new YouTube channel, which is The Feminine Truth. That's The Feminine Truth. And I should be doing some more videos, as I always do, just um, talking about, you know, how to kind of keep in there if you are with a high value man. The channel is geared more towards women. Um, so any women, please do come and check out the channel. And I'm also going to be doing some more podcasting and uh, my first live uh, with another lady as well. Okay, very good. Yeah, subscribe to everyone's channels. Uh, subscribe to Tallulah's channel. We're trying to get her to 1,000 subscribers. I think she's pretty close now. Uh, thank all of my panelists for joining us. That is going to do it for this edition of The Six. We will see you guys next time. Take care. Take care.